Welcome to Mac and Blue, where we introduce you to who is building Arizona, bringing you the people and businesses that shape the landscape around us. From economic development and developers, underwriters and lenders, architects and engineers, to the very builders and suppliers that bring it all together. Now let's join our hosts, Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky, aka Mac and Blue. Welcome to Mac and Blue. Wow, that was fun. We went right into that. So, yeah, I was turning volume down and doing other things. Um, <laughs> I'm Robert Johnson. <laughs> he's he's my multitasking co-host <laughs> that's failing miserably. <laughs> that, that almost, yeah, just, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, I am Robert Johnson, I think. <laughs> um, Vice President of Business Development with Tory Contracting. Uh, this guy who feels the need to comment on and point out everything that's wrong with me today. Only because I love you. And, well, he's kind of been that way with everybody, uh, except our guest. But he's J.J. Levinsky, who is the president of... <laughs> who's with? Blue, who's, who's, who's with us. <laughs> president of Blue Wave General Contracting. We made it. I mean, is it... I, I don't it, know if we're going to make it through this is hour, it, though. Is it over yet? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You? Yeah, I'm doing well, although it doesn't appear to be that way. Change in weather. We're all uplifted. Yeah, it really is nice weather. We were just talking about that. Daryl, our producer, you said you went home and walked the dog because the weather was so good? Yeah, literally at about, I don't know, 11 o'clock this morning. Oh, it was of course. amazing. Yeah, you only got up at 8, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, we just had that discussion. Thanks, Daryl. And you had something else you were no, going to say? because it would just, it would just have been. Totally derail yeah, this thing. Exactly. And our guest today is Cindy Gutierrez, who is the director of CTE Which stands Program for... Services. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> she was looking at me like, say it, say it. CTE Program Services with the Arizona Department of Education. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. If you were, you're absolutely welcome. If you were nervous before, you are terribly nervous now because she's thinking, I'll never get through this. Well, uh, I got in the studio with two goofballs. <laughs> two goofballs, and she can't be. We've had that. That's a very, you know, that's a secret that we can't share with anybody else. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Wow, where do I start? <laughs> so I do work for the Arizona Department of Education in the Career and Technical Education Unit. She covered it. Say it one more time. Arizona Department of Education mm -hmm. in the Career and Technical Education Perfect. Unit. Okay. So, and I serve as the director for the CTE Program Services team. So, I have about seven specialists under me, and those specialists oversee all the CTE programs across the state. So, I before I came to the department, I was a teacher. So, I taught, um, can I say where? Sure, sure, absolutely. Right. In the Peoria School District. Oh, right. everywhere but there. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> no. I was I was at the Ironwood High School for 13 years. I taught, oh gosh, started out with drafting and the old woodworking and took the program from woodworking to construction technologies. I also did internships and I did the internships for every student that wanted to do an internship on campus. So it was internship. Uh, Explain that. But they did an internship in 
whatever CTE program that they had mm-hmm. gone through, mm-hmm. we tried to connect them with business and industry oh, people. Yeah. Go out and they had to work out in industry or kind of, you know, sure. be out there doing small things. But mm-hmm. for about 120 hours, it was a semester long course. Mm-hmm. Part of their CTE programs, it was for seniors, getting them ready for the next step, whatever they were going to do once they graduated. Awesome. So, yeah, it was the best. I loved doing that. Do they still was, do that? Yes. Is it up to the oh. individual schools to do that? Um, or is that part of your program? That's part of our program okay. is having some type of, it's called work-based learning. Mm-hmm. Um, internship is one type. They have cooperative education. For like healthcare, it's clinicals. Mm-hmm. Students go into different medical facilities and do clinicals. So yes, it's it's a part of the program. Interesting. And so I did that for probably about ten years. So it was again, it was one of the best parts because again, connecting those students to industry and their light, you know, they just light up when they can see that they can do something. Yeah, it is. I'll have to admit that's one of the most rewarding parts of of uh, working with the students and the CTE program, which we've discussed a little bit about me doing so in the past. You've been actively involved. Correct. I, I have been. I have not been in the last several months, but was up up until then I was. And we, that's one of the things we talked about was uh, specifically with Buckeye uh, Independent right. School District and a couple of the high schools there. But yeah, and in relation to Dawn Rogers, a previous guest, and uh, others. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, it's, it, it is just so cool to work with the kids. Uh, they're smart. Like they're always smart. Very smart. Very smart. So Cindy, then during your, after your teaching tenure, then did, did the, I know it's all this, did the state recruit you away or how did that transformation transition go? I had a good friend of mine <laughs> who was working at the state at the time yeah. and just kind of gave me the information said, Hey, this position is going to open. Oh. Um, it wasn't the director position. It was as a program specialist oh. for the construction trades. So coming from teaching it to overseeing all the state programs in the construction area, I also oversaw all the automotive and related programs at that time. Very interesting. So you you sound like you have some trade or at least a love for the trades in your background. Drafting, woodworking, carpentry. So what, how did that come about? What was, what got I'll you add, into that? I'll add to that. Okay. Um, I'm actually an Aggie. Oh, no. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't know where I'm from, do you? No, I don't. Okay. Can't you tell it in his accent? <laughs> I'll just say it's Austin. And we'll, we'll, no, he's we'll, we'll it's like Jackson. the bayous of Louisiana. <laughs> we'll, we'll, no, we'll leave it at that. Do you know what an Aggie is? Okay, yeah. It's, so you'll have to educate him. Uh, somebody that's very passionate about agriculture. And actually, I went to U of A. Oh, so Got I had it wrong. Oh, I had not, it wrong. Not that Aggies. I thought she was talking about one from Texas A&M University. No, okay. oh, I knew what she was talking about. Oh, I did. That could be the second oh, my one, goodness. U of A. Yeah, okay. so I'm an agriculture So person. you're from U of A? Uh, I went to U of A. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also went to well, NAU. That's, okay, that's so. a step up from... Texas A&M. All she has so. to do is her doctorate at GCU and we've got an NASU and we've got a completion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could consider GCU. There you go. Um, so anyhow, back to yes. your question okay. was. The one about, well, I think my question was about um, how you got into right. that, what into our, pushed you position. into that trade piece of it. Yeah. So again, with my background, mm-hmm. um, 
going to U of A in mm-hmm. agriculture, and it was for teaching. So I got into teaching at the time. The position that was open was an industrial trades teacher. Hmm. So my ag background, I knew how to weld and, and how to do some plumbing and you know a lot of hands-on stuff. So I went right into there. And um, But was that from your upbringing? And your family? Yes, that too. Okay. So, yes. Definitely. It had to be more than just college. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, both of my parents very in- involved in kind of tra- trades and stuff. My dad was a um, carpenter in the valley for a lot of years. Um, built a lot of the homes. Oh, gosh. West Valley, Sun Lakes area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, learning some of the trade skills sure. from him. Uh, my mom, um, she did a lot of different types of jobs. She worked for the school district, but she was always the finisher. She always, my dad would build something and she would do all the finish work. So, wow. you know, just very tedious, lay things out real nice and smooth, all the Fascinating. You know, finish. So, so it, it was a it was, good, it was a good spot for you. Yes. Yes. So, and, you know, and I had this love for animals. That's sure. the agriculture background. We raised farm animals. So it just kind of led me to pursue that career in agriculture, but specifically in teaching. So then after the after the program director, or how did you describe that from the program manager to the director? So pretty much program specialist, oversaw the programs. Um, I did that for about three years. And then the director position came open and I applied for it and got the director position. Ah. So now I have all those people that are the program specialists under me. Nice. Very interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to say this. I can't hear a thing, Daryl. So, I mean, I have, I mean, I can hear, but I might as well take these off. So, we'll get that out of the way while he works on it. Okay, uh, go ahead. No, you go next. Okay, so CTE, we talked a little bit about what CTE is. So, what are the goals of the CTE program? What is it that it's about? Okay, so CTE is career and technical mm-hmm. education. And I'll use this bad word only once. It used to be the old vocational. Okay. So a lot of people think that they've, those programs have gone away. No, mm-hmm. we just changed names probably about 30 years ago. And it's career Boy, and technical shows education. Shows how old we are. <laughs> when you said vocational, thanks, I'm like, yeah, I thanks, remember Sid, that. Thanks, I absolutely Cindy. remember that. All the, all, the millenn- all the millennials are going, well, we got three old people on the yeah, podcast. It was, it was great. So, you know, career and technical education. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's an educational opportunity that provides learners with the knowledge, skills, and experiences to be ready for a career. You know, and and it's based on entry-level skills. We um, get information from business and industry partners. So Mm -hmm. we bring them in. They help us to develop our technical skills, the standards for every program. And it's, again, based on business and industry, what they need for an entry-level employer, employee. Is it actually like a committee or a board, or how does it work? Um, It's by each program that we bring in uh, those industry partners. Um, So my program specialist, they work with another team in our CTE um, unit. It's the technical skills and assessments team. So bringing in those individuals for a specific program like construction technology. Right. So we bring in the construction specialist, which I'll probably put your name on that list too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> bring them in, have them look at you know what our current program looks like. They look at those technical skills and see if there's something that is missing because you know technology always changes. We want to keep up with what's new and help us to rewrite or write new skills that we need to teach in those programs. Well, that brings up a really good question. How often are you changing 
because we're, we're, I'm going to lead you down this path a little bit, because I think of a regular curriculum, you know, like math, science, social studies, those kind of things. I would think that in your role and in, in this field, you guys change much quicker and much faster than the rest of the traditional educational models or paradigms, if you will. Right. Is that a true assessment and question, or does it not I change that rapidly? Say- Yes, that could be. So a lot of our programs will review the standards every three to five years. Three to five, okay. Yeah. So we have programs like software and app development. Those get looked at probably a little more often sure. because, again, technology changes. Yeah. And we want to make, make sure that our teachers have the standards to teach the students, and then the students are getting what's the most current. So you have student. We've talked about this is something that we talk about, obviously, in the construction world is the shortage of skilled workers in the workforce mm-hmm. and which is this is one of the aspects of and I don't know if this is specific to the program the couple of places that I had been it was in that they developed a program for the kids that didn't want to go to college for those kids that you know want to do something else because I had uh, you Mike I had Mike mentioned to me that for years, uh, and I'm not mentioning his last name on purpose, by the way. But um, but mentioned to me for that for years, the school pushed, you need to go to college, you need to go to college, you need to go to college. And they won. And everybody was going to college. And now we've got this world where we don't have skilled workers. So they're doing things now to kind of re-up this program. Kids are finding that this is something that they want to get into. Is that some of the impetus of this program? I mean, is that some of the reasoning behind? Well, it's not an either or anymore. It's it's here's here's your career path that you're starting in high school. Mm-hmm. And here's all the multiple ways that you can get to whatever your goal is. Mm-hmm. So it's, and we know in this day and age, it's almost always continuous education. No matter if you go right into higher education right. or if you're going into the workforce, you're going to still have to do some type of education. Apprenticeships. You know, you're still, you're going to school and you're learning your skills and you're working all at the same time. So with career and technical education, it's helping those students to prepare for whatever it is that they want to do beyond high school um, and leading them possibly to community college programs. So we have CTE at the community college level as well. And they really get into what's needed um, by the business and industry for that local area into really in-depth. They do a lot of the apprenticeship training sure. for the apprenticeship programs. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's the mindset. It's either you're going one way or the other. It's not that anymore. So we, we focus on here's the many things that you can do if you're seeking construction. You can start at being, you know, work there, there as entry level, laboring, uh, maybe get into the apprenticeship. If you want to continue your education, get into management, you know, project managers, things like that. So it's it's multiple layers, multiple mm-hmm. pathways in and out. They can enter and exit that career any place. Uh, Cindy, one thing I was thinking about is you said you cover the whole state. Yes. How, if we take the valley, how how is your job and how is what you guys are doing different here in the valley versus in all the other outlying, like rural, you know what I mean? Not rural, but not the metropolis that is Phoenix proper. How how is your approach different? How are you seen? I would be, I think the audience would really like to know the differences of what that looks like. 
Okay, so let me just say that we do have CTE and specially construction-related programs across the entire state. Um, there are some in are the Are they Valley. in every school? We have over 120 school districts that have CTE programs, and most of those have some type of construction in them. Um, in the Valley, it's, it's kind of in different areas depending on what the local economy dictates. Um, but we do have a lot of great programs that are both in the Valley and spread way out. So the way that we handle it at the state level is we oversee all the programs and they have the same standards. Um, what we try to do is help to connect our business industry partners that we know and, and ask them to try to reach out to the rural areas, areas outside of Phoenix, because those schools don't have that business partnership. You know, they're out of way. Um, here in the Valley, we have a lot of resources that they don't have in the rural areas. So again, we, we try to encourage our business and industry to look outside of just, you know, the great state of Phoenix and think beyond mm -hmm. because a lot of those students that are graduating from those high schools um, may be coming to Phoenix. They might be going to Flagstaff, Tucson, you know, across the sure. whole state. Sure. So, you know, they have this basically the same skills as any other student that might be coming from the Valley or locally here. How do you get participation and or do you get participation from businesses, local businesses, or, or, you know, general contractors, subcontractors, and so forth? We do. So at the state level, we have what's called the CTE Quality Commission. Mm -hmm. It's made up of business and industry people, educators, and they help direct our CTE programs from the state level. Um, they vote on and, and allow us to do certain things at the state level. So again, it's run by an industry person and co-chaired by our state superintendent, Kathy Hoffman. Mm -hmm. um, we have also at the state level, each of my program specialists have a state advisory council for the group of programs that they oversee. So again, construction and related programs, we have an advisory council for that, where you know many of our business partners, they come in meet with us, look at our standards, suggest what we need to change. Um, they provide, or they actually serve as judges for some of the competitions. Mm -hmm. And I can get into CTSOs in a little bit too. There's a lot of business and industry involvement. When you get to the local level, like you said, you're mm -hmm. out in Buckeye, they have local advisory councils. So again, it's... I, I participated yeah. in one of those. Okay, yeah. so mm -hmm. business and industry is involved, and they're a key part of, of all of career and technical education because we're teaching students in order for them to be into your your workforce. So we, yeah, we have a lot of business and industry partners. Awesome. Okay, let's take a word, get a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Tory Contracting, your full-service Division 9 contractor. Tory Contracting operates with a smaller, hands-on team. This cohesive structure results in superior workmanship and economical solutions. We deliver projects with unsurpassed commitment to quality and stewardship of budget. Tory Contracting, small enough to listen, big enough to deliver. You have the floor. The esteemed... How do they do that with the legislative, the esteemed, my esteemed well, colleague from the state of or whatever, it is. whatever has the floor. I was just going to ask this next question about how does the career and technical education prepare students and benefit the workforce? And I don't know if, if those read the, uh, the bio, some of the information that I posted on LinkedIn. I mean, there's, I'm going to use the word that I don't ever get to use, a plethora 
of classes. Spell, spell welding. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've used up. Now I'm as dumb as a box of rocks the rest of the program of classes welding, all kinds of things that I had no idea that it got into all of that. But but how does CTE help prepare those students for those kinds of things? Well, it's, to, in my opinion, it's the best model of education um, because it takes students in their classroom learning the theory. So, you know, all the book work and mm-hmm. everything related to a career. Um, then they go into a lab where they use a lab setting and they practice the skills. So they're, they're learning this is what it is. They're going out there and practicing those skills. Then they're applying those those skills through like the internships, right. work-based learning. Um, our rural communities, they do a lot of projects. So some construction programs are building a lot of sheds, selling them to the communities. And so they're involved with the business industry that way. So it's applying that. And then it's connecting with those business and industry on what's the next step. So in the classroom, the students, CTE is is a combination of everything. It's the technical skills that business industry want. It's the core academics. So we must integrate all the math, science, and language, sure. language skills. It's also leadership development through career and technical student organizations, CTSOs. This is where the students learn leadership. They run business or business meetings. They organize events. They go to leadership conferences. They compete in local, state, and national competitions. And we have eight of those CTSOs. Doing building, building something or, or creating something? Everything you can think of. So for construction, the CTSO is SkillsUSA. Okay. So students in technical and trades and public service type careers, they belong to that organization. At their competition, they're doing whatever skill it is that the CTE program they went through. So, whether it be carpentry or whatever. Right, okay. cosmetology. Cindy, they can have, you back up? What is the CTSO acronym? Career and Technical Student Organization. Student Organization, okay. sorry. Yep. I missed that. Yeah, I so, didn't know either. So they are national organizations, and they're all run by students. Hmm, nice. Yeah. They're our leaders. So um, could you, for the audience sake, could you give a, a more granular explanation of like one of those, you said the competitions that they're doing? Could you mm-hmm. go into one maybe like thinking of Dawn, did you guys do one with the Airs, with the Masonry Council or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. So at our our State Skills USA competition, it's called our State Championships, it's held down at the Phoenix Civic or Phoenix Convention Center. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the convention center um, each year, usually in April. Um, the Arizona Masonry Council, I want to say for probably the last 20 years, has been a sponsor of the masonry competition. So they provide judges, they set up the contest, they judge that contest and then choose the winner from that. Um, but they bring in all their materials, and this is for one day. Right. So they bring in all the materials, provide the students with all the materials they need. The students have to bring their own tools from school. Mm-hmm. They get about six hours to do a project. So they have to read the plans, lay out their project, finish it. Um, it gets judged throughout that whole portion of the contest on safety and skills. And then when the contest is over, they have to clean up and help put everything away. We is, that, have, is that on an individual or team basis? That one is an individual. Okay. So we do have a, um, a team build contest, which was you know, sponsored and judged by McCarthy. 
Hmm. Um, at that Thanks, same, McCarthy. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, they, incredible, incredible group. The team build is a team of four students, um, and they have to build kind of like a mock house. They get two days to do that. Um, so it's the framing, it's the electrical, it's the plumbing, it's the masonry, it's the roofing. Um, four, four people, individuals put that together, and they're judged on that. Wow, that's impressive. It to is. do to do electrical. I vote you become a judge, Robert. You what? I'm putting your name in for the next pool no, of judges. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fascinating. That it is. So, and I know we're we're focusing kind of on the construction. Sure. So, of course, we have that team build. We have masonry. We have a plumbing competition, electrical competition, carpentry. All at the CTO at these finals that you did. You at mentioned? the championships, yeah. yes. Yeah, also, again, it's it's all the trades and technical areas. So we have a fire service competition, cosmetology. We have welding, <laughs> huge welding. It's not done at that site, mm-hmm. but it's a huge welding competition as well. Mm-hmm. Any any of our CTE programs that fall under the technical and trades, they would pretty much have a competition to go to there. So again, the students are able to apply what they've learned in the classroom. So if I, and forgive my naivety in this question and statement, so as we've started this this dialogue and this conversation, it feels like we've been focusing on the high school, but you said you actually helped transition that to the next level. Is, is that correct? So am I hearing that you actually stay involved with, and I'm, if I'm saying the wrong names, I, I ask for forgiveness ahead of time, but you said you're working with the community colleges. Does that include like the EVITs and those kind of things or other specialty state agencies or educational platforms? Like, did I miss that in your explanation, Cindy? Just a little bit, maybe. Okay. So you mentioned EBIT. EBIT right. is a career and technical education district. Right. So we call them a CTED. Oh, yeah. All these are acronyms. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, <laughs> if you work for the state, apparently you have to have a master's in acronyms. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. So EBIT is in the East Valley, Westmec, Western Maricopa right. Education. So they're... Um, I a, never realized that the East and West in their names. I mean, I knew it, but when you just... I was like... East and West. Yeah. So even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Every once in a while. Yeah. So they are the the CTEDs. They are like a joint overlay district. And then any of the local school districts can belong to them. So students in those local districts can go to EVIT or WestMEC for specialized CTE programs. Hmm. Because CTE is not necessarily inexpensive. It could be expensive. And the CTEDs have... um, a lot more funding and gotcha. can offer some really outstanding opportunities for students, like well, aircraft maintenance. Can you imagine a high school student working on aircraft? Yeah, so painting. Uh, yes, uh, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, but you did mention other. I thought you mentioned other colleges as well. So yes, back to the community yeah. colleges. So at the state level, we oversee the grants. Federal Perkins money for CTE, and that includes a certain percentage that go to community colleges. So we don't necessarily oversee those programs, but we help you know get funding to them so they can offer career and technical education programs. But the CTEDs and the community colleges work very close together because the CTEDs can pay for students to go to the community college for more CTE programs. Wow, it's much more extensive than I ever imagined. So, and, and nobody knows about CTE. Nobody, I, so are we talking scholarships and grants? 
we're talking not necessarily scholarships and grants. These are high school students that can utilize the CTED funding okay. to go to a community college while they're still in high school. There, that's the clarification mm-hmm. I needed. Thank okay. you. Oh, while they are still in okay. high school. Thank Got you, yes. Cindy, because that was a clear, that was a much, that really helps me understand. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's say they leave high school and go to XYZ, then do you guys still have oversight and anything in their transition there? No, not necessarily. Then they're on their own after they're, that. Yeah, okay. once they're graduated from high school. But then, you know, if they're going into a CTE program at the community college, then they've got, if they've already been going there, they've got that connection already. Do they obtain, I mean, there's obviously some system in place that these that these young people in the high schools can get into EVIT, West Mac, in these places. They have to be recommended by a teacher I believe most of the CTEDs have an application. Okay. So, There's a process. Yeah. They... So the CTEDs have career counselors that work with the school counselors to provide all the information the students would need in order to apply for a, a position, a spot in the um, CTED program. And that's hmm. usually done their sophomore year because then they can go there their junior and senior year. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question. So we talked about your involvement in the independent school district, as we call them. Now, are you also involved? I assume private is on their own if it's like a private school, yes. but the charter schools technically are still public. So are you working with a lot of charter schools as well? Yes, we have quite a few charter schools that receive our, our federal funding right. for career and technical education. So they've had gone through an approval process, mm-hmm. which is based on our requirements in order to get those federal funds. I want to say right now we probably have 10 to 15 charter schools that have gone through the process, and we keep getting more. Yeah, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I see you. I'm in that business, so the we, I think we're seeing a lot of the charters branch off into STEM and the CTEs type related. They're realizing that there's, they can, they can adapt quickly to the market demand. So I think, I, you know, I don't mean to sound like it's passing judgment on this dialogue here, but they just seem like they can ebb and flow a little bit quicker to respond to that supply and demand stuff with the, with those kids. So I've, I've seen it at, at our level, the granular level coming from the other way. It's, you know, as a guy that's, and we're passionate about why you're here because mm-hmm. we, well, if you go back to a bunch of our other podcasts, this has been a very high priority of how do we get our youth involved into what, you know, is the future of how we build our, our great nation and things like mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that it's kind of coming around, you know, and let's be honest, the capitalist side of this is what's prevailing. I mean, when these kids, these youth could make X amount of dollars versus with no debt or very little debt compared to, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I've got a couple degrees and I'm not passing judgment on that, but I also look at my son right now who's in the military and he's taking a completely different path and he'll probably be come out better than I did. And yet he went through a non-traditional path, right. you know, much like this. Right. And so I, I think there's an answer for everyone. Thanks for answering that one. The, again, I need to just bring you up on a lot of the, your predecessors that have been sat in that chair. And we talk about the ebb and flow of what's changing in the dynamic of, of our trade or our skilled uh, workforce here in the Valley you know, the intels, the TSMCs, and everything that's been changing in the in the dynamic of the Valley, are you guys getting forced to change that, the oversight and the curriculum on the advisory level to adapt to how we're becoming like a manufacturing hub as well? If they ask, have you, have you, more specifically, have you been asked to alter 
any of the programs specifically for those kind of industries that are coming and staying here now? So not specifically asked, but we do look at that. It's like, okay, what's new coming in that we might need to change our standards for our programs? Most of those business and industry are contacting their local school districts. Oh. You know, and, and hmm. having conversations. Starting with, these conversations. Yes, on. yes, absolutely. Because, of course, they need that workforce too. Um, and a lot of our school districts and our CTEDs um, do have a lot of those programs already in place. And maybe they need to change the structure just a little bit. But again, with our state standards, we don't try to change them too often, but we do want to make sure that we bring in those those business partners that, you know, they get their voices heard too on what they need for, again, we're, we're basing on entry-level right. um, employment. Are you involved in job placement or helping with job placement at all, finding these, you know, helping find what, are you asking beyond the, the the internships type thing? No, I'm just talking about when they, you know, if they show an interest, a true interest at, at, in the senior level of high school, this is something we want to get into. Is there a means to help them get into a specific company or? You mean like beyond a guidance counselor or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean like a job. That's a good question. Cindy, yeah. does that is that part of your department? Uh, so at our department level... Not necessarily, but at the local CTE teacher level. So it's those, uh, those relationships go. that we, we try to um, encourage between the business and industry and those local CTE teachers because they know their students. They know who's graduating, who wants to per, perhaps pursue construction. Um, so that's, that's really, you know, right there, ground level. We need to have that, that input from business and industry. Again, making those relationships with the students in those programs, helping teachers with skill development. Our business and industry partners can come in. We try to stay away from guest speaking, but to actually teach the students. You know, they're the experts, help provide That's those. That's what I yeah. did. That, I did that. Yes. You did the non-guest <laughs> I did speaker? Yes, speaking stuff. I did not teach a thing. I just, yeah, I, was, yeah, I did so that. So more of that hands-on, you know, and as you're working with the students, you know, teaching them those skills, you're talking with them, developing those those relationships with the students, finding out what they want. Again, Arizona Masonry Council, they have a person that goes to the schools and does that training, and he goes around the entire state. That's, exact, that's exactly what I was doing, yeah. yeah. Two to three weeks at each school, he teaches them the projects. Now they have a connection with him. Right. If they want to go into masonry, there they go. So that's not a state-based thing. That is an individual school, local. Yes. Can, you know, depending on how much interest they have, can help facilitate that or not, whichever the case may be. At the state level, if we have a business person contact us, we're going to try to connect them with our local programs. Gotcha. Um, in fact, last week I had a person call me up on the phone, remodeling company, wants to get involved with a local program, wants to start their own apprenticeship program. You know, there's a lot going on. It's like, yes, you know, reach out to us and we'll try to connect you with who's who's hmm. close to you where we have our programs. Um, I was thinking of another question, Cindy, and that is, I don't know, Robert, how many, I think it was earlier this summer, we had like Junior Achievement on. Do you work with other groups like that in the Valley? I, I know it's kind of different from, you know, filling like a philanthropic group to where you're a, a true state agency or department, but are you, are you working with other agencies or groups like that outside? I guess what I'm trying to say is where's the break between the groups like 
the Masonry Council versus other actual active groups that are trying to bridge, accomplish the same thing that you guys are? Is there any? So we we do work with a lot of different groups. Okay. Um, Center for Future of Arizona, JFF, Jobs for the Future. There you go. Um, SciTech went by mm-hmm. with Daryl. Because yep. SciTech's here. I'm like, yes, one of my program specialists who oversees all the engineering and information technology works with the SciTech. We also work with the Office of Economic Opportunity, Arizona Commerce Authority, partnering for different things that we have. Um, so, yes, we, we work with a, a lot, lot of them. No, lot thank, of you answered that brilliantly because yeah. I just wanted the audience to hear some of the names mm-hmm. that you're working with so they understand the, the time. You would have thought we did like slip through a piece of paper and said, read these <laughs> names. You did. It was excellent. Okay, Daryl, let's have a, a word from our sponsor. There comes a time when dreams become a reality, when you see your vision materialize into a true work of art. And the only way to get there is to choose a general contractor who shares that same vision and knows how to bring it to life. At Blue Wave, we aren't so big that we've forgotten where we've come from, and we aren't so small that we can't care for your projects regardless of their size. When your vision deserves safety, perfection, timeliness, and expertise in order to become a reality, trust Blue Wave to get it done right the first time. So we're going to finish strong here. I want to take a quiz on all the acronyms we learned today. <laughs> Don't you dare. Cindy, drill them right now. <laughs> yeah, CTSO, CTED, C, whatever. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, my head's still going. November 21, you received an award, uh, Visionary Leadership Award, recognition of your support and partnership with Arizona Construction Career Days. Yes. I wanted to not only say, good for you, yeah. Thank you. Arizona Construction Career Days. What is it and when is it? So the Arizona Construction Career Days, it it's a huge two-day event where business and industry bring in equipment and um, all their people to talk with high school students about construction technologies, construction careers. Um, students get a chance to do hands-on so they can play with the machines, virtual, do some welding, all kinds of stuff. It's been going on for, I think this is going to be year 22. And Roseanne Canizales, who is the president of the Arizona Construction Development, she organizes all this and has been very passionate about it. And I think she was in industry for a while before her current position. But, you know, again, it brings in all those business and industry people. The students need to see what's available out there and, again, get that one-on-one contact with the industry folks. So they are they made aware of it through their CTEs? And then they, they – so they can opt in or opt out? I mean, yes. with 100 and 120 districts, that's a lot of people to potentially invite. So so we partner with them and okay. we sponsor, co-sponsor that, that event. So we get information from them, send it out to all our districts, mm-hmm. um, and they share it with their CTE teachers – they share it with their counselors. So we're not just focusing for that, not just focusing on CTE. We want the counselors to get it to all the students because hmm. it's open to all the students. And where is it usually held or does it differ in places? At can... the National Guard base. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been there, I think. Well, as long as I've been involved, it's been there. So we do have a Southern Arizona Construction Career Days as well. And this year it happens to be that they're both the first week of November. Kind, oh. of, kind of overlapping. Are you going to be in both places at once? <laughs> um, no, but one of my program specialists there is going to be traveling. There you go. 
Yes. So Southern Arizona came on, oh gosh, I want to say eight, 10 years ago, and we co-sponsored that as well. So they send us information, we disseminate it out to our school districts, um, and usually that's mostly Southern Arizona. Is that in Tucson then? It is in Tucson. Okay. Yeah. The thing that keeps going through my mind that I want to ask you, Cindy, is what are we not asking you? Like, what what do you want to tell the audience knowing that you have got this captive kind of large construction audience that will, will watch and see this and listen to it? What are you dying to tell that audience about your program and what you're trying to effectuate? CTE is fabulous. The students that are in CTE are passionate. They have purpose. They understand the reason of the why, the big why. Why do I need this in school? In CTE, they get it. They understand why they need the math, the science, the language. Well, you just nailed it right there. The mm-hmm. math. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll, I'll follow <laughs> yeah, up. Construction yeah. math. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they. They get it. It makes sense to them. And when I was teaching it, it's like, okay, students come from algebra and they come into my class and we're talking about the Pythagorean theorem. And then we learn how, how to do the house, do the roof and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've been out. But, you know, pitches on roof and stuff. And they're like, oh, that's why we need to know that. Yes. So it, it, it brings it all together. Um, and then all of those um, core academics are reinforced in CTE thing about CTE is these students, again, they have that direction and they're your future workforce. Right. So why are you, you not coming and, and wanting to maybe just hand, you know, give them a little hand and lead them right to your, your place? A great story about math when you said it. Uh, so when I was at one of the schools, we were talking about that and I brought it up again. You know, I said, I was the guy in high school that would gripe and say, why are we having to learn this? I'm wasting my time. I'll never use this in my life. And then kids were raising their hand. I said, okay. And I drew a trench on the, on the board. And I said, and we're going to put this size pipe in the trench. And how much fill goes in that trench? And they were like, well, I don't know. You just dump it on there. And I said, no, you've got to order it and pay for it. And you got to go. So I started going through everything. You know, and I said, now, how are you going to figure out how much dirt goes in, how much dirt to order backfill? or slurry to pour in it, or anything else. Mm-hmm. And it was with some of them, it was like the light came on. It went, so they're like, so we don't need to know everything, just something. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> but but no, um, you you make that, that to me was what I got most out of interacting with the students, is that they have somebody there, especially when you have somebody come in and guest speak, or they came to our facility and toured our facility, they came and they can actually put into practice and or see exactly why what they're being taught is what they're being taught. Mm-hmm. I actually broke it down even more for them by saying, you don't have to. You don't have to learn this stuff. You can come here and work without knowing that, okay? You're going to make $10 an hour, let's say. But if you learn all that and you come at the same time this guy does, we'll pay you $14 or $15 an hour. And they were like, I said, so now you're starting to understand it makes a difference what you know and what you don't know. Yeah, I, I love the whole experience with the students. Oh, yeah, and when, when, they, when they get that and their eyes light up, they're like, oh, my goodness, yes, this is why. And they build things, you know, mm-hmm. when they create things with their hands and they get to see a finished product. It's really cool. 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 Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. I just happened to, I, I oh. thought I maybe saw him raise his hand. He wants to know when he can walk the dog again. That's right. That's right. It's so nice outside. So, Cindy, 
that was thank you because I mm-hmm. wanted to kind of tee it up for you to again tell the audience what you're looking what those desires are. On the flip side, though, what do you you have a, a very captive audience in our space again? What do you what are you needing? Like, what is your program needing from industry, and how can they get involved? Okay, so at the local level, they need that one on one, the boots on the ground, come into our classroom, I'll provide some some training, maybe provide some materials. Okay. Occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, there's materials. Some some districts don't get as much funding as others. Again, our rural ones struggle some days. You know, provide that. Invite teachers maybe to your facility. We always like to have teachers maybe do externships to learn more skills. You know, they're teaching, but they want to make sure that they're teaching what's new, what's current. One of the big things, back to the CTSOs, is could you be judges? They have local competitions. They have regional competitions. We have state competitions. And we're always looking for business and industry to be judges for those competitions. How or where do the people reach out to find out this information? So they could contact me at the Arizona Department of Education. Um, We have us under career and technical education. I'm listed there under CTE programs, as well as all my program specialists are listed there. Um, My construction technology science profession program specialist is Joe Greco. His information is there. Okay. He loves to take the industry people and meet the, the districts and meet those teachers. So he's you know been doing a great job at, at connecting from our level. So again, you can contact me or your local school district if you know who the teacher is in your local school district or the career and technical education director, CTE director. Contact them. If you don't, again, contact us and we can help you find out who's who's close to you. I think that's a tremendous takeaway is that the, the acronym, set the acronym aside, is knowing that like, if I have a, a child and I want to at least expose them to, maybe not guide them, but expose them, just knowing that you can call your district and go, hey, who's the CT at XYZ? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of parents even know that exists. And I don't think a lot of businesses understand the impact that they could have. For um, very little time and money. Very yeah. little time and money and reap tremendous rewards yes. from it. Intrinsic as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The feel-good factor, too, apart yeah. from the shameless self-promotion. Oh, no. But, you know, I mean, and, and let's face it, in the business world, I mean, you know, that is one of the reasons why we were getting into it you know, and putting such effort yeah, you, into you it. you want is, human capital. We mm-hmm. want you to want to come and work here. We'll train you, help you, tell you all these things. But yeah, the the way that you feel in, in helping, helping these students, parents, kids, just the whole thing, it's just really Are we, cool. Cindy, are we getting more women involved? I believe so. Okay. And that's one of the big things. All of our um, CT programs are considered either neutral or non-traditional. And so, like, the construction is non-trad, so we encourage high school females to be in those non-trad. And then, of course, for, like, culinary, early childhood education, we encourage the males to be in those. Sure. So we're, we're wanting all students to be able to have CTE opportunities. Our, so, our esteemed <laughs> producer now has a question. I do have a question. Sorry. So I just think about, um, you know, when I was in high school or when I was in, you know, elementary school to what I'm hearing now, what I'm learning now, do you see 
difference between the interest interest level between you know kids back in or let's say ten years ago versus now? Is there is there is there a peak interest difference? Well, for our overall enrollment, we keep getting enrollment increases. Hmm. You know, we get more students, of course, but there's sure. more enrollment increases. Um, I was going to say like this. Audio, video, studio production is a CTE program. Film and TV, digital communications, those are all CTE programs. Hmm. So it's it's just it's beyond just the trades. Um, again, everything I think from that's a, yeah, that's agriculture a, to medical assisting. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I I again I had no idea when I started reading through the list and it was like, you know, I man to have been able to have, have gotten into a program that teaches you audio and video. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, when I was a kid, we were banging rocks together. You know, I mean, I still do that. Well, I think like Cindy said, the, the the old paradigm of the vocational. It was only mm -hmm. shop yeah. back in Let's the Let's be honest. Stuff. That's what it and, was. And it hasn't gone away. It's just changed a little bit. That's right. exactly right. Well, that's awesome. So how do people get in touch with you? You mentioned there's a Department of Education. Yes. I can my, go to the web page My there. office phone, yeah, the web page, my office phone is 602 542-4365. You're going to get favorite. so many calls now. Well, and we'll, I'd love it. Well, post-production, we'll bang it out on LinkedIn and everything yeah, else as absolutely. well. So absolutely. hopefully your phone rings off the hook. I hope so. Yeah. And I, I'm going to kind of push a lot of those over to my program specialist, Joe Greco, because again, he's passionate about construction and connecting everybody as well. Well, I'm glad you were here today. Joe Greco yes. is not going to be happy that you were here today, um, if unless he's not busy. And then he will be, but... Oh, no, they're all busy. It was awesome having you. Well, and thanks to Don, too, for recommending oh, yeah, absolutely. Our, old, absolutely. our old colleague. Um, thanks, Don. Yeah, absolutely. So, with that, Daryl, why don't you take us out of here? We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Tory Contracting and Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to The Mac and Blue Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky on LinkedIn and Instagram. And tune in live every Monday at 3 p.m. as we continue to introduce you to the people building Arizona. Walt Disney said, you can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make the dream a reality. Until next time, make it a great day.